Hello, welcome to Mary Rose Has an Idea. Today I am recording a podcast. It has been quite a few weeks since I've posted a podcast episode, so forgive me if I say anything today that would be repetitive or has been spoken about on a previous episode. I want you to know I cannot go back and listen to myself to listen to those episodes, so I'm going to try my best to keep things fresh, but please, please, please bear with me. This is kind of one of those things that I see is parallel to when people stop working out or fall off of a diet plan and then they just never get back on it because they're ashamed. It's a lot of work to remember where they left off, all of those things. So this podcast, I'm going to really, I I want to keep going because I do want to share in this medium and this format in a way that I don't share in other places. So uh, just keeping you up to date on what I've been kind of ingesting in my mind and in my heart. Recently, the book that I've been reading has been The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. She wrote a book called The Night Circus, which is fantastic. I really loved The Night Circus. So when I saw that she had released a new book called The Starless Sea, I really wanted to check it out. What I'm noticing is that it's almost like a collection of short stories, but with a common thread. And I just, I'm fascinated by her mind and the way that she is creating these stories and what the the content and subject matter is about. And I I really need to sit down and dedicate myself to getting getting it finished because I checked it out from the library digitally and I'm sure I've only got about a week left to finish it. So I'm going to work on that this weekend. I've been listening to a lot of different music. I usually listen to Spotify. I have a, a Spotify premium account and I try to get my, my $9.99 a month out of that. And my husband just recently shared that Run the Jewels has a new album and the song Ooh La La is one that I've listened to several times this week uh, just because I love how reminiscent it is of some old school, old dirty bastards. So uh, if you want to check that out, let me know what you think. And then podcast recommendations. I must say I am very late to this party. Uh, I've never listened to Criminal, but I had actually started listening to uh, a podcast by the by the woman that does Criminal who's reading Agatha Christie novels chapter by chapter on her other podcast and her voice is so relaxing and so soothing and so I started listening to Criminal at the recommendation of a of a friend of mine and um, the stories are really are pretty fascinating so I'm glad that ooh that I checked that out sorry ooh yawn not editing that out because yawns happen so Criminal has been Uh, A podcast I've been kind of dipping my toe into lately, but I go all the way back to the beginning because I don't want to, I don't really like starting podcasts like right when I find them unless, well, some of them you can just jump right into, but a lot of them I like to go all the way back. So right now it's early June. It's been a couple of months since my last episode. I think last time I was talking more about how we're navigating the new normal with COVID. Um, COVID is still very much a factor in people's lives and it's still very much, uh, you know, happening in the world. It's just not as prevalent or at the forefront as the issues with racial inequality in this country. And that has been a really big topic this week. Uh, This is approximately, I think tomorrow marks two weeks from the death of George Floyd, which sparked a lot of outrage. Now, what's interesting is like 
there's these these straws that break the camel's back because there has been a lot of news in the last I don't even want to say decade, but there's been a lot of news that really does point and indicate to a problem within our country of systemic racism and the police uh, you being kind of a racially biased entity that is a tool of the government to help keep people of color, um, and I use air quotes, in their place. But you know, right now I've been kind of really grappling with why I've really not spoken out a lot in the, the recent years and why it's important now that I take a different stance and that I do something that is not just posting a little bit in solidarity, but actually putting my money where my mouth is. Um, this month I committed to donating $500 to various charities in support of racial racial justice, um, racial equality, and I, I haven't chosen my charities yet. It's still early June, um, but I was hoping, you know, this month because I have been making a pretty modest income of um, off of my Beachbody business that I was hoping to really utilize the aspect of people helping themselves and therefore helping others. But I want it to be something that. Um, doesn't feel icky to me because really this isn't about specifically me making money to use for myself. This is me hoping to utilize this as a fundraising tool to be able to reach that goal. Um, if I don't make money for my Beachbody business this month, I am still donating my $500. I have made that commitment and that is really important to me. But my hope, my, my goal is to offset my donation by bringing in a little extra income um, this month so that I can, and you know, that's, that's really one of those things that I see it as there are a lot of people that maybe would not be able to give $500 to any cause and they can still put in a very small donation to a, a, a small business owner like myself and still make change. And I want them to, to know that that's equivalent for me of them giving their own $500 if they can help me reach that goal. So that being said, if you're interested and you'd like to get more information about how you can support me in reaching that goal, um, you can email me. My email is swanny, S-W-A-N-N-Y-119 at gmail.com. And um, I'm giving my email address out because I want people to be able to reach out to me. You can find me on social media on Facebook um, as Mary Rose Swan. You can find me on Instagram as swanny119.fiercemode. And you can let me know if, those are th if that's a way that you want to be able to contribute is to help a small business while also helping um, the cause. Then I want you to reach out. I would love to hear from you and I would love to help you find a tool that will help get you healthier. It can be something as simple as just three months of Beachbody On Demand would still at this time be helpful in reaching my, my goal this month of that $500 donation. Um, otherwise, I will be attending a protest today and my sister is a person of color. My I have several friends, several challengers in my gym on the daily that are people of color. And um, I was kind of making myself feel a little guilty when I was really examining why I have such a lack of diversity in my life. And I realized that 
because I am part of the problem and I am part of what I would consider white, the, the, the segment of the country that is privileged because she is white, um, I recognize that I remove culture from my requirements for, I mean, I don't require that my friends be of a certain race. I don't try to collect people into my life just so that I can say I checked all of the boxes. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that as we approach this, we do need to, we do need to see color. We do need to recognize our differences in a way that is respectful, that is honoring the culture and differences of each person individually and not try to essentially say that we are all equal. We are not all equal at this time. It is very evident historically that while we think that the civil rights era, I, I guess I was naive. I really did at one point think that civil rights, that the civil rights movement of the 60s made change in my present time. But I, I fully recognize that where I live, which is in Montana, and my life is in, it, basically I'm segmented into a place that there is a lack of diversity, but that does not mean that uh, I need to be part of any problems in terms of not recognizing my own privilege. I am very aware of my own privilege and I'm really trying now to wake myself up to the fact that there cannot be change if I'm not willing to speak out against things that I feel are wrong and take a stand against inequality and oppression. And I would definitely encourage you if you are interested in learning a little bit more, there are so many resources out there. There are so many books to read. I've heard so many people talk about the books White Fragility and white rage, and both of those are definitely on my reading list, and I need to um, make a commitment to getting those purchased so that I can start, continue, I don't want to say start my education, continue my education on the role that I've played and the changes that I need to make in order to um, really, I think the thing is, is that we all feel very impotent about making change in this world. It's hard because as individuals, we don't feel like our voice is heard. Even the, even the uh, cries that if you want to make change, you need to vote ring hollow because we've now voted for more oppressive regimes. Our current presidential candidates are essentially old white men, both of which have been accused allegedly of rape um, or sexual misconduct of, of any type. And... It tells me that based on the fact that we haven't, we had, we didn't give anyone the opportunity to really become a candidate for presidency that represents something outside of the status quo, that this country still firmly is rooted in this belief that our presidents have to be old white men and that racism doesn't exist if it doesn't, if it doesn't directly affect us. And both of those things are wildly incorrect. Um, I also firmly believe that we have created a huge divide in this country via our two-party system. And I'm going to say it, it's a fucked up, broken two-party system. And I don't, I don't know exactly how to make the change that I envision, which is 
in saying that this is not the way that it needs to be. There can be other options and no one considers those other options legitimate because we've all been lied to and told that this is the only way that it can be, that there are only two parties. And we've essentially in this, I'm going to say it, we have created a North and South in our own country with no Mason-Dixon line. We are segregated by our beliefs because we've been told that one side is right and one side is wrong. And I, I love, I have a lot of friends that I truly love that are on various points of, I'd say, the scale of liberal and conservative. And I find that it is just as damaging to be a Democrat as it can be to be a Republican. It does not, in this case, bring about any form of trying to understand the differences between us as humans and between us as, as Americans, because we're focused on how they believe differently than we do and that their belief is wrong. Everybody's belief is wrong if it doesn't align with our own. And now I, I want to say, like, we can disagree on a lot of things. We can disagree on, on various points of the political spectrum, but racism is not one of them. So anytime that someone's belief system and structure is built around believing that any race is less than their own or that their race is better than someone else's, um, that is that has no place in the party system that I want to see built in this country. I'm not saying that we have to do away with Republicans and Democrats. I'm saying that there needs to be more chairs at this table with more voices speaking out against segregating ourselves into only one of two options and saying that the other option is wrong and not wanting to hear people's viewpoints or ideas because they have a specific letter after their name or that they have a certain party affiliation. Um, I, I firmly believe that that is why we are headed directly into another civil war. Um, we're not that far from Nazi Germany at this point, but we just haven't, we haven't seen the level of violence of the civil war yet. I, I use that yet very carefully because I don't want to see that happen. But I will say that at this time, um, we are, we are directly headed towards a situation that w will become more out of control if someone with some backbone and some leadership and some love in their, in their heart doesn't come to the forefront and say, enough, enough. This is, this is like squabbling between siblings at this point. Figure out how to get along and make it happen. If that means that you need to keep your mouth shut because you feel that just because our First Amendment right gives us the right to share our opinions, that does not mean that all opinions are worthy of being shared. And it doesn't mean that um, anyone really has to care about your opinion. I think that's the big thing is I have a lot of opinions as, as I'm sharing in this podcast. But I would say that if someone doesn't agree with my opinion, they can turn this podcast off and they can move on. If they don't agree with something I post on social media, they can they can make their own post and speak to what they believe. They don't need to come to my to my comments and say, you're wrong, here's why I'm right. Um, 
I will say that I am very resistant to having my mind changed unless the argument made to me for changing my mind is an intelligent argument. And I find that there's a lot of people using what I, what's called whataboutism, where instead of directly speaking to an issue, they call up all of the other times. Sorry, my dog is hacking behind me. They call up all the other times that a different person got away with something. Therefore, it justifies why someone else should be able to get away with something. And I'm tired of that. I'm tired of people pointing to um, you know, the GOP and saying that they don't care about human life. Now, I'm not saying that they're not selfish about who they care about, but I'm not saying that they don't care about value human life. I just worry about what the what that person, what that human looks like and how that plays a role in their level of concern. Um, I will say that I, I don't also think that it's fair to paint Democrats with such a broad brush as to say that they are out to destroy our country um, by with socialism or with communism. That's also, I think those are tools that are being used by people because they want to, I mean, it's all about basically sowing the seeds of doubt and basically um, claiming that someone doesn't, doesn't have the intelligence to back up their own beliefs. And that to me is wrong. I, I don't believe that. I had someone yesterday question if I really understood what this protest was about and who we were protesting for and their criminal history. And isn't that, isn't that important? And I, 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 I'm going to say truthfully, no, it's not one person that has created the Black Lives Matter movement. It is not one situation that has created the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it has been a wide, wide range of experiences that have created this movement. And it does not mean that any other life doesn't matter. But anyone that fails to recognize that we have two very different American experiences in this country based on our race, I, I will say honestly, is probably a white person because... I can recognize and I can see that the way that we are punished is different. The way that we are educated is different. Where we are told we can live is different. And I would strongly encourage you, if you don't mind some profanity and some comedy, to check out the podcast, The Dollop, um, specifically going to episodes that have to do with racial inequality like um, the Boston busing episode. I don't know the number. Ferguson is also a really good one. Um, they they had to actually remove the episode about the LAPD and Rampart and how that plays a role. But I just, I really want to encourage people to go out and, and take take the time to hear viewpoints that differ from your own. Don't do so with the with the mindset that you're going to have your mind changed, but don't believe that just because you've always thought one thing that you cannot learn something new and change your mind. Changing our minds is actually one of the 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 beauties of being human is that we have every opportunity to believe something, hear something that contradicts what we believe and rather than decrying it as fake or false to say, okay, I'm, I was wrong and it's okay. 
it doesn't mean that, that you're a failure if you admit that you're wrong. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm going to cut it off there and I'm going to get on with my day. Today is the protest in Billings, Montana in support of peaceful protest. I must say a peaceful protest. Um, hopefully it stays peaceful. I know that right now there's a lot of people out there that, that like the way that the status quo is and that they will go to greater lengths to try to keep things the same versus try to make positive change. Um, I hope that their hearts open and I will, you know, ask the universe for the for the right guidance if those people should come and try to interact with the peaceful protesters today. Um, but in the meantime, I hope that that your experience in America right now is one of um, equality, that is one of hope, and that if you do need any help with either of those two things that you reach out because I'd love to be able to give you um, whatever I can give. That's exactly what I'm here for. So just invite me to come into your life if you need some of my, some of my particular magic. So, all right, everybody, I hope you have a tremendous day. Um, take care, take care of each other, love each other, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.